Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Wicked Bandwidth Podcast. I am your host, Brian Fonfera, and with me, as always, you know him. He's Mike Murphy, the president of Wicked Bandwidth. Mike, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, Brian, and I love that lead-in, the, the, the emphasis on Wicked Bandwidth. I mean, it just makes you feel all that much better. Anything I can do to put a smile on your face, Mike. That's all I'm, I'm always smiling. Life is good. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we live in a great country with uh, great opportunities, so life is good. That's true. That's true. So, Mike, you're the, you're the Boston guy here. The Boston Celtics have been on fire, basically, since the second or third game of the season. You watching a lot of games? You going to games? How are yeah, you, you know, I haven't. I haven't been to a game this year. Um, I, you know, truth be told, I'm, I'm more of a hockey guy and, and probably certainly a football guy. Uh, didn't grow up playing basketball, but one thing I will say, and I've, I've gotten to the Garden a number of times to see the Celtics, you know, prior to now when they're really good, they used to have so much stuff going on around the court. They had a leprechaun that would do backflips and bounce sure. off the backboard and you know, and I always sat there and I said, you know, it's just to kind of distract you from how bad the product is on the court. <laughs> but now, I mean, you go to the games and, and we've done a couple of um, outings and things at the at the Garden for Celtics games. And man, the place is rocking from start to finish. The game is just so much fun to watch. And even though I'm not a, a big basketball guy and maybe don't know the science of the game or, you know, even some of the players and different things. I have a ton of fun. I mean, it's just a ton of fun to watch, but I think they'll be good for a while. They seem to have a good young core. One of the great things to watch, I think, is the coach. You know, when when he was hired, Brad Stevens, when he was hired, a lot of people looked at it and said, who is this guy? He's had a little bit of success in college. He's a young guy. You're dealing with professional athletes. They're not going to listen to him. This is going to be a disaster. And, boy, I, I give the ownership group a lot of credit for their – thinking and just their vision because he's turned out to be an incredibly talented guy that's really pulled the team together in the last couple of years while they were in rebuild they've been very competitive and now they've got a really good team they picked up Kyrie uh, Irving and he's 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 great well next time I'm in town we're gonna have to catch a game together how's that sound you're on all right wonderful all right Mike on to the topic at hand I understand we're talking SD WAN today Who's not talking SD-WAN, Brian, is the question. Who's not? Well, we're, we're definitely on the talking about it list. So okay. let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, there seems to be a great deal of discussion around SD-WAN, as you said, who's not talking about it. What are you seeing as the latest trends? Yeah, great question, Brian. The, the latest trends in SD-WAN. So SD-WAN is really taking a lot of the intelligence around the routing and movement of um, – bandwidth and traffic and, and taking it from the device that lives on premise and moving it to the core. And it allows for a lot more flexibility. So you can do some pretty neat things with um, quality of service and, and just choosing paths and, and how you route traffic. And so we've seen a lot of clients that used to have MPLS or more fixed line type of environments switch over to SD-WAN. All right, does does Wicked Bandwidth offer SD-WAN? Well, so the, the way SD-WAN works is really you're getting whatever connections you want to get at the host location. So typically internet connections, you know, any kind of broadband internet. We've seen people use satellite, uh, 4G, 5G type of 
of connectivity. Uh, and all of that feeds into typically a device or it funnels into a, a node closer to the core. And then from there, all this traffic is load balanced and shaped and, and it's just, you know, so it's a, it's a different type of connection. So the way Wicked Bandwidth is participating in that today is really being one of the internet providers that provide the on-ramp from the customer premise to the SD-WAN network itself. So how exactly does SD-WAN help companies connect to the cloud? Well, it's, you know, again, we've talked about this a number of different times, and I think most people out there in the small and mid-sized business market are critically aware of the fact that bandwidth has just become the lifeblood of companies. And, and I mean that because nothing lives on site anymore. None of the things, the applications, I mean, whether it's your CRM system in, your, in Salesforce or it's your phone system, which is, you know, hosted voice, um, nothing lives on site anymore. So you, your, your bandwidth, your connection to all of your stuff, so to speak, typically your internet connection. And so what we've really looked at at Wicked is to say, okay, a lot of our, our prospective clients have cable modems. And they use those broadband connections to connect to the internet, which makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you've got anywhere from a 10 to a even 30, 40, 50 person office, if you have, you know, Fios as a, a you know, fiber based um, connection, or you've got, you know, Comcast or, you know, one of the cable companies offering a coaxial um, broadband connection, they work pretty well, but they have some limitations. I mean, they're, they're inexpensive. They promise a lot of bandwidth, but most of it is shared. So you might not always get the bandwidth or the throughput. Somewhat unreliable. You know, it was really designed as a residential product that was built over a network that's supposed to deliver video, not data. And it's been retrofitted to, to deliver data. So you don't always get your throughput. You're not always going to be on. And, and that's okay if you don't have all your applications in the cloud. I mean, if you think about it and you're trying to make a phone call and you've got hosted voice and you're your cable modem is getting flaky, you get the, I, but I, I, you know, and it's just, it's annoying and it's tough to do business that way. So what we looked at at Wicked is, you know, we offer a completely diverse network connection. And so clients that have all their things in the cloud, uh, what we want to be able to do for them is provide a secondary connection. They can keep their cable modem. We'll provide a very cost-effective secondary connection. We'll also provide a device. It's you know really not SD-WAN, but it's the same premise that will manage those two connections. And so once you manage those two connections, it'll route traffic to the one that's open and available, uh, and it'll pool some of the bandwidth and do some pretty neat things. So for, for us, we're looking at it saying, you know what, let's just make it easier. So you have a primary and a secondary. If you're comfortable with the primary circuit that you have, which is your cable modem, um, keep it use it and use us as that secondary circuit. We'll provide a de device that will bridge the two together and allow you to effectively manage both. Because, you know, a lot of offices that we go into today, if uh, one connection goes down, it's, hey, you know, Joe, the connection went down, run over to the closet, unplug the cable modem and plug in the, you know, something, and, you know, we kind of look at it and, and chuckle a bit. But, you know, that's that's just how people get by. And so I think there's a better way to do it. It's not going to be cost prohibitive to do it. It's certainly something that I think will give you a lot more efficiency to access your applications in the cloud. So they get to keep their existing modem. You provide them with the secondary device. 
they get a stronger, more reliable connection, more peace of mind. It just sounds like wins all over the place. Yeah, it's you know, it's not available in every building. It's just the buildings that we service today. We're we're adding buildings every month, but mm-hmm. we feel like it's something that we can offer that's going to provide a lot of value to the client. And certainly, you know, there's certain customers that say, no, you know, I don't have any of my stuff in the cloud. It all lives here on site. And if that's the case, then maybe they don't need a primary and a secondary. Um, But if they have a lot of their applications in the cloud and they're, you know, mission critical type applications that run over the wire, as we like to say, then it makes a ton of sense to take a look at it. And the other thing we, you know, we can add to that mix is our rapid scale. Uh, offering where we're able to offer virtual desktop and you know, kind of IT in a box. So at that point, you've got, you know, just a, a great set of services. You've got a primary and secondary IP connection. You've got a device that will manage both of those connections. And then you've got the ability to have all your desktop and IT support done, all your application support that falls within the, the rapid scale you know, product set uh, done for you. It allows people to do their job and not be IT people. You know, and most small companies struggle to, you know, certainly, you know, even even our own house, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, spend the time to set up all the IT stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing to outsource, really. It just, it, it's cost effective now. You know, and one of the things that's happened certainly is, not to go too deep into it, but, you know, the hyperscalers, the guys like Amazon and, and Facebook and Twitter have, grown so fast that they've really created a different economy of scale on manufacturing equipment. And so a lot of the service providers can buy servers and all that ancillary equipment and even the software at a far less expensive price. So they're able to create a business model that they can offer a managed service that's not too far off of the price of managing it yourself. And to me, I just look at that and say, you got best of breed support. You've got somebody else to do the work. You can focus on your day job. Uh, why would you want to manage all this stuff? Uh, you know, and sometimes you look at it and say it's a painful cutover. So I've got a day job and now I've got to worry about how do I migrate all these applications and everything else. With our offering and rapid scale, man, they take the pain out of that. So, um, you know, we'd love to chat with people about that. That's something that I really think you know we offer something very different there and it's a lot of fun to talk about when we're finished people are usually like wow why wouldn't i do this and that's really i think to me validation that we've got a a great offering all right mike before we sign off any final thoughts or points that you'd like to make you know i couldn't i couldn't let this episode go brian without at least one question about what's going on with the packers man (laughs) i mean really Oh, this Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Super Bowl thing is in jeopardy, it and I'm worried about that. It's in jeopardy. Well, basically, Brett Hundley needs to get us through two games against the Buccaneers and the Browns, which, I mean, the way he played against the Steelers, you'd think he'd be able to do, but he has not been very good at Lambeau, surprisingly. Um, I'm expecting the worst so that I'm not disappointed in the end. That's that's kind of my coping mechanism here. Um but yeah, it's honestly, it's the same problems we've had for the last five years. We just don't have the quarterback to cover them up right now. And you're seeing the defense not doing its job and you're seeing wide receivers not getting open. And yeah, it's, it is at times very painful to watch, but 
playoff hopes are not dead. And if we can get Aaron Rodgers healthy in a couple weeks, then all we need to do is get into the playoffs and we got a shot. So Yeah, it's a different ballgame at that point. So, it well, is. good luck with the, uh, the Packers. And I will just uh, spend a second here to confirm – a while back, we were talking about your personal trainer in your gym, and you were going to the gym all the time. And there was, an, I think, there was an over under on thirty days. And I said <laughs> under thirty days that you would not be going to the gym on a regular basis. What happened, Brian? You know what? I was doing very well. I was going on a regular basis. No, 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 no. no. We don't need the we don't need the narrative and the dialogue. It was a kind of a yes or no thing. Did you make thirty <laughs> days or not? Yeah, I made 30 days, definitely. Uh, we're going to validate. i got to see some key card access <laughs> from the gym or sign-in or something because uh, shaky I definitely best. made 30 days. It was it was nearing 60, I would say, before I got struck with a little bit of bronchitis. And not much you can do at the gym if you got bronchitis, so I had to take a couple weeks off. But that's clearing up, and I can get back at it. I thought there was a shoulder injury and a tattoo or some kind of story that you were talking about a while back. Yeah, uh, not an injury, a tattoo, yes, um, on the shoulder. But you can still go to the gym. You just have to take a couple days off for it to heal. And then, you know, you have, you still have to be careful. So basically, I was just doing cardio for a bit at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I made 30 days. Don't worry. All right, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> But uh, in all seriousness, though, I mean, we're, we're real excited that uh, Wicked, we've been working on a lot of different things. Um, so, you know, interested in talking to folks about some of the new offerings. And uh, thanks again for spending the time here and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. Absolutely, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out wickedbandwidth.com. We've got more episodes of the Wicked Bandwidth podcast and all the information on the company that you might need. Thanks for listening.